and welcome to Sticky from the Inside, the employee engagement podcast that looks at how to build stickier, competition-smashing, consistently successful organisations from the inside out. I'm your host, Andy Gorham, and I'm on a mission to help more businesses turn the lights on behind the eyes of their employees, light the fires within them, and create tons more success for everyone. This podcast is for all those who believe that's something worth going after and would like a little help and guidance in achieving that. Each episode, we dive into the topics that can help create what I call stickier businesses, the sort of businesses where people thrive and love to work and where more customers stay with you and recommend you to others because they love what you do and why you do it. So if you want to take the tricky out of being sticky, listen on. Okay, it's time to make a declaration. I'm excited. I'm excited by a negative fact. Now, bear with me. The recent state of the Global Workforce Report by Gallup suggests only 20% of the workforce is engaged at work. That means 80% of employees are sitting there watching the clock, nonplussed about actually going to work, and completely ambivalent about the job they're doing when they're there. Now, how can that get me excited? Well, for me, it has to mean that we really have to do something about that now. And the time is now, because I genuinely get a sense from listening and talking to many people that we're finally slowly coming out of all that the pandemic has thrown at us with a better perspective of what's really important. And that having a little more humanity at the core of what we do, either at work or home, matters. I really think we have a chance at creating better places to work where far more people are engaged at work in the future. I think one of the keys to growing that engagement comes from presenting employees with more learning opportunities. The more we learn and experience, the more confident of our abilities we are, the more motivated we are to continue to learn and improve. And coaching can play a big role in that, right? It used to be that only executives in a business received personal coaching because, well, everybody else could go on a technical course to learn something. But now, more and more businesses are seeing the benefits of using this personalized approach to development right across their business in both formal and informal practices. Now, my guest today is Joe Wright. You could say she's spearheading this approach as co-founder of Coaching Culture, a company that's trying, and by all accounts, what I see, achieving to bring a genuine coaching mindset to businesses. Now, I'm very lucky to have Jo with me today, as finding time in her diary is a skill in itself. If she's not coaching or leading a team, she's hosting her own podcast or appearing at conferences or editing a newsletter or growing the coaching culture client list or fan base or whatever. So now she's actually here. Why don't we just get on with the conversation? Welcome to the show, Jo. How are you doing, mate? Oh, thanks, Andy. No, that was a brilliant introduction into uh, into why we're talking today. And so thank you for having me. I'm really, really pleased to be here. And I know we're, we're going to have a great conversation because we've got a very mutual passion for this very topic. So thank you. We do. But was it always that way? I mean, we have to fess up to the audience right now. Okay. <laughs> we've known each other, well, for a long time, right? Where did we meet? Oh, how many years ago would it have been? I, I'm going... I, dare I say 25, 20, 23 years? 
I it's, think it is. It's it something is. crazy like that, mate. It is about, I think it's about 20, 24 years or so. Yeah, crazy. In the pub game, doing very yeah. different jobs to what we're doing today. But we had a kindred spirit back there, mate. And um, so, look, look, I know you. I love you dearly and know you know you very well. But just for my listeners, just explain who Joe Wright is and what's coating culture. Oh, well, who's Joe Wright? Well, you know, um, I'm the co-founder of Coaching Culture, um, rapidly approaching my 50th birthday. I like to get that in because I kind of think, <laughs> wow, wow, is that really is that really a thing? Is that really happening? Um, so I've kind of known you nearly half my life. Um, and you know, been in the corporate world for many years. I five years ago decided to go it alone um, and realized going it alone was probably not ideal for me. And I hooked up with my now business partner to collaborate just over a glass of wine and a beer, um, talking about, we were putting the world of organizational development rights. I'd had a career that spanned in sales, marketing, learning and development, change management, leadership development, coaching, all of the great things, always um, led and managed teams. And I wanted to to make a difference. And I had done a coaching qualification that I often tell people changed my life, but not only learning how to coach, but being coached. And we got chatting, putting the world to rights and kind of the rest is history. Coaching culture was born. He was busy um, running his own e-learning company at the time. And we got talking about what was wrong about the world of OD and what was wrong about the world. And, and it was a quite a cathartic conversation. You can imagine, you know, a glass of wine and a beer putting the world to rights. <laughs> Listen, how many things have been solved over a glass of wine and a beer? Uh, Oh, do you know what? We had such a good conversation. And actually, he started asking me some fabulous coaching questions. And uh, and I was drawing out my thoughts and ideas about what was wrong with the world and, and what needed to change. And, and here we are now, and we are absolutely making change um, in organisations. And, you know, I, I genuinely sometimes, well, no, not just, I pinch myself, Andy, every single day that I am sat here having this conversation with you, making a difference to so many people organizations teams and and we've only just really started even though we've been going kind of four and a half years it feels like we've only really started we've got um, 100 customers um we've got 5,000 members of our community globally and just growing all the time it's it's brilliant and I can tell you more about the story of how it started with just the two of us because it's quite entertaining well, look, when you I, listen to I, it. I, I think this is typical you you're kind of like 100 miles an hour oh yeah we've just been we've just started it's four and a half years just started and we're now you know this 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 take a breath love and let's just take <laughs> let's just take a step back right so the transition from what you were doing to what you are mm-hmm. doing what what road did you travel what was the moment that made you go bang right I need to change. I'm going to follow this path towards coaching. Oh, this is where this is where I'm going to try and not even start to get emotional because when you say what what kind of triggered the change, I think my coaching qualification did, mm-hmm. um, and it made me re- reflect on me as a as a human being. And I kind of went on that on the coaching qualification, thinking, um, you know, I'm going to get a qualification on the back of it. I I've got other you know, badges and qualifications, but actually I feel like I went into some sort of human sausage machine. I went in as one person and came out a different one. Um, it and was, was that in- your intention, Joe? Were you looking to change the sausage that you were or is it, what, what was it? 
what was going on inside? I didn't know I needed to change the sausage, to be honest, Andy. You only when you go on the the, the qualification, the, the sausage starts to change without you realizing, to be honest. So if we're using the sausage, Joe as a sausage analogy. Um I, I did I no, I didn't go into change. I went into to build my knowledge and skills on how to um set up my own business as a coach slash consultant. Um, and actually I went in one person and came, I literally came out a different person and, and, and I, and it was down to me. I did the work. I did the self-reflection. Um, I did the, you know, inward thinking about what, what was happening and what, what was my biggest reflection, Andy, was that it felt like I'd had some sort of, and I describe it as a rucksack on my back full of, um, rocks Hmm. and those rocks were limiting beliefs about myself, my capability, my worth, um all everything and and I've been carrying them around and I'd lugged them around my whole career and they probably got more and more the rocks got bigger in there Mm. and actually the coaching qualification being coached and learning how to coach and 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 self-coach really um allowed me to get rid of that rucksack and literally that rucksack is whoa it's gone I have I have now zero limiting beliefs uh based on on all the learnings and and going that was kind of the part I didn't realize I needed to change, but on the back of it, I did change and, and, and throwing myself out there into the world of self-employment and now building our own business. You know, we're a team of 14 now. Um, you know, it's just been a phenomenal journey. Um, and the, the epiphany, I knew I needed to go self-employed. I gave myself a year or should I say I gave my husband the year because I kind of went, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Now I'll we're getting to the year. truth. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a year. And if it doesn't work, I'll always go and find a job. I've worked for so many years now. I've got plenty of skills in, in the toolkit. I can I can go and get a job. Um, and I think, you know, I I didn't just surprise my hubby. I, sh- I, I could tell I shocked him because I actually, I just became me and I freed myself of, of everything and I just went out and made a difference and, and and with my passion and energy and knowledge and skills it all started coming together and well that's and, a heady combination yeah. isn't it passion yeah. and knowledge right and will I think yeah. it's, it's a heady heady combination go back then to I'm assuming it was a was it a red wine and, and, and a, or were you the beer? I don't want to make too many gender, <laughs> yeah, exactly. gender assumptions here. <laughs> no, it was a what? You were right. I was the wine. He right. was the beer. Um, it, it, it was quite funny because it all started, the conversation started. I mean, it's even more, <laughs> that's only one bit of it. I actually went on a course. So Adam's my business partner. I went on a mm. course that Adam was running on a Saturday. And this is a great little bit of story. Um, and I was sat in a room full of entrepreneurs and, and it, we went around some, the table, like some sort of AA meeting, kind of introducing ourselves. And everybody's like, I do this. I run this business. I run this business. I do this. And I said, I've recently just been made redundant for the first time in my career. And I got the loudest cheer of the room. And I was like looking around going, what? This is not the feedback I've been getting. You know, I've been getting commiserations. Your life's about to end. You know, everything from so many people in my life. And I sat in that room and I thought, I want to hang out with these people. They have got the biggest growth mindset I've ever experienced. And they were like, you are now free to go and make a difference in the world that you want to. Um and, and kind of the rest is history. And Adam and I stayed connected on Facebook. And then about, I can't remember, a year later, maybe, 
I can't remember the timings. About a year later, I think I got a message from him saying, oh, I've just moved to the village that he kept seeing me check in on Facebook. He said it was the wine kitchen where I kept checking in. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, and it, may, it might have been. And, yeah, and, and, and he said, I said, oh, you've moved to the same village as me. Anyway, I just wrote back and said, are you driving a Range Rover by any chance? And he went, yes. This is like, beginning to moved. sound a bit stalky. Cre- oh, I told him, I say, you stalked me, you stalked me. Go, Without a shadow of a doubt, I tell him that all the time. He's like, convinced me that he hasn't. He moved next door but one to my no, house. No, come on. He, he did. So you, you need to challenge him whether he stalked, but yeah, he reckons he didn't. Um, he moved next door but one, him and his family, um and we just got st- talking about business um my husband still to this to this day moans about how many of his beers that adam drank <laughs> while we while he still moans about it um i think he'll pay him back one day um while we were talking about business and ideas and this is where the conversation started um so he was drinking my husband's beers um in our kitchen and the world of organisa- organisational development was being put to rights while okay. my husband was sat somewhere watching football. Okay, I now have the scene firmly emblazoned <laughs> on my brain. Okay, so when you got into this conversation then, mm-hmm. and you've talked about putting the world to rights or putting mm-hmm. the world of OD to, to rights. Yeah, yeah. So what, what were the standout things that you thought, this is wrong, these are the problems, these are the things I need to solve? There were two things, actually, Andy, that really stuck out for me. We got chatting and, um, you know, it's kind of like, and another thing, um, I ca- I was completing my coaching qualification and, 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 and obviously, you know, you can tell I had these life-changing epiphan- epiphanies and I just went, it is, my words, I can remember them now, it's criminal was my, Ooh. the criminal, the only professional executive coaching happens or professional coaching happens with the execs I was like it's criminal why is everybody in the organization not being impacted by fabulous coaching qualifications professional um, coaching tends to link more to psychology and a lot deeper a lot of self-awareness that's a lot of of self-awareness and 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 I was like, it's criminal. It's not fair. If I'd have known some of this stuff that I now know about myself back in my 20s, would things have been different in my career? So that was one moment. And, and we've created a product on the back of that. And the other was, I said, organizations are focusing too much on knowledge and skills when actually it's mindset that changes behavior and okay. creates sustainable behavior change. And coaching is that answer. Coaching is the silver bullet. It's that. Why are they all focusing on something over here when actually they it's time to really start having valuable conversations that enable self-reflection raise self-awareness and get people thinking differently because when people think differently for themselves change happens so you've got these two things you've got it's the bastion of the execs wrong or to your Um, words criminal (laughs) and then you've got on the other side they're focusing on technical skills not mindset change right so this is your two these are your two spheres that you thought right that's what I'm going to attack. That's what I'm going to change. So then what happened? So then um, we carried on talking, carried on talking, carried on drinking beer and wine. And then, and then we out of the blue, I think, whether it was out of the blue, connect the dots, whatever Adam sold his business um, that he was in at the time. It was a digitally learning company. We talked about how do we get um, coaching to the masses? He asked me whether um, coaching could be done digitally. And I was just about to go, no, no. And I went, mm, 
I went, well, actually, coaching is about asking some great questions and allowing people to self-reflect. So actually, I went, yes, it could be done. Well, that, I think, is the first sort of disruptive conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about disrupting the coaching market and getting it out to the masses. Because you, I felt at the time, Andy, I was coaching people and sprinkling fairy dust. And fa- sprinkling fairy dust on one person here and one person there is not a scalable solution. No, it's an addictive solution, let me tell you. When you, when you, when you get to land that dust on people and you see it take effect that's an addictive thing right that that feeling of helping somebody oh absolutely but i wanted it to be wide scale addiction scalable this had to go this was i wanted to end the the criminal side of it and get it out to the masses so we got chatting and um we started looking into coaching culture just googling it and not a lot came up to be honest (laughs) now it's everywhere but not a lot came up and we um decided to to get that word out to get the word out to the masses to create a magazine um literally to bring together some thought leadership articles some interviews industry insights to really start to say to people look this is going to make a difference this is going to change the world and i remember to this day sitting on the, um, the floor stuffing envelopes because we'd put it out there that we were doing a free subscription to a magazine and we had just shy of 200 people signed up and to be honest they were mainly our friends and family anyway and um and we were so excited and and we got it out there and that was february 2018 um and we now just we've now just gone to print on issue 12 of the same sort of magazine and it's going out to 5,000 people around the world um uh, because we knew we'd hit on something. We, we were really excited by the 200. Now you can imagine by the 5,000 where we're going to go with this. It, it's phenomenal. And on the back of that, we were able to start talking to more people and finding out what the problems they were finding, what were the issues. And our first digital product came about based on what they were telling us, but also what I knew, which was mindset mattered. And it was we needed to get coaching out to the masses and mindset um we created our first digital solution called Mindset, which is a self-coaching tool, um, which is probably one of the most innovative digital coaching tools um, because it allows people to go on their own exploration, but digitally, so it can get out to the masses. It can get out to the people early in the career. It can get out to the grads, to the apprentices, to the leaders on the leadership development program. And they all start raising awareness on topics I had no idea about at the age of you know, well, up until my mid forties, such as imposter syndrome, such as my own well-being, such as emotional intelligence, such as resilience, all these sort of topics are making a huge difference. And um, mindset was born, and then we just took more feedback, iterated it, typical entrepreneurial way, listen to what people want, design something, make it better, do it again, and now we've um, now we've got six products that we're just launching our our new platform um so we've gone from one product to two products to now six we're just about to launch our six product platform whereas up until recently it's been two products because what we did with mindset people we got our first customers um and big name customers as well and then they said but this is all well and good but when i'm reflecting on learning more about myself i'm talking to my line manager and they don't understand what i'm talking mm. about i need my line manager to know how to coach me they're not they're not knowing how to coach so we then created a whole suite of coaching e-learning again it's probably the largest in the world on co- specifically focus on coaching it's an it's a catalog so it's coaching 
for non-coaches and there's 10 topics in there, how to coach, um, coaching for skills and there's five topics in there, coaching for mindset, five topics in there, coaching conversations, there's five topics in there. So there's lots of little collections. We're about to do um, a, a DNI collection, all sorts of new things coming on board. And again, that's gone down brilliantly and it supports, it's not about replacing the human coach. Absolutely not. It's about and and and. It's about getting it out there to the masses and blending the solution. Clearly, your thing is all about kind of broadening this stuff and and creating wider access for people to it. And this thing that you've talked about in the past about, well, it's linked to to the name of your business in terms of coaching culture. You're very, very keen on creating an internal coaching culture as opposed yep. to having individual responsible coaches or bringing in external yep. coaches not that you're putting that away but you're trying yep. to create sort of an ecosystem of coaching within a business right definitely and definitely so, and so if you're if you're talking to if you're talking to a business or you're talking to individuals where, where do you start in that conversation what's what is it that you're saying to these guys that gets them to realize that this is something that's required in their business? Well, that's really interesting. I think the way that we taught them is through our community, through our magazine, through our, our marketing in terms of how we communicate. So they've already, people who come to us, Andy, are already on the journey. They're mm. already, they're not going, oh, what's this coaching thing? Which is conversations we had four and a half years ago. Like it's, you know, we know it's important, but it's not now for us. Now, and genuinely, the pandemic has definitely accelerated this people are coming to us now they're ringing us going we know we need this really we need it now we should have been doing this before the pandemic the pandemic's forced this now onto us um so they're already bought in Mm -hmm. and they just don't know where to start And, and and we go with wherever they are on their strategic journey so every organization is different some may want to start having a conversation about what should my strategy look like for the whole organization to build a uh, coaching culture others maybe I actually just want to build capability with my leaders and managers where do I start there others may come and say I really need um they're the two main ones actually how do I get this into our strategy and actually how do I get my leaders and managers coaching more because we've talk about a coaching capability spectrum back to what you've just said before I've got a triangle that I've created the top is external coaching the professional accredited coach somebody like me Mm -hmm. then you've got your internal accredited coaches who um, may have not spent as many hours coaching or because they're doing it internally then you've got leaders and managers then you've got peer-to-peer and then at the very bottom of the triangle is everybody self-coaching and we talk about the magic happens with the leaders and managers because they're having the conversations every single day they're the ones who are making and and that could be somebody on the board because they're still a leader Mm. um that's where the magic happens so we love to encourage that um and people may go there first so somebody once said to me um start small and go everywhere and start small could just be doing a pilot of of getting some people and seeing the difference feeling the difference and then they start growing and growing and growing and then eventually you know it becomes part of the organizational strategy others do it the other way around which is fine it depends where they are on their journey like i said so it could be you've already got an absolute advocate on the board going we have to do this you know we are working um one of our biggest customers you know, we work with the CEO and the board because the CEO's had a coach for many years and he's like, 
I know this is the answer. This is the silver bullet. We need to change our culture and we need to be having better quality conversations. Um, so we're working with the board, the leaders and managers, and we're seeing the journey as they go through that cultural change. I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because look, I work in a similar, not the same field, yeah. right, engagement. So I'm mm -hmm. frankly sick of hearing, um, yeah, 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 get this, get the engagement thing, get the culture thing. It's really, really important, which we will get to as soon as we sort the numbers out, right? Uh, we'll come back to the people stuff, which infuriates me because that's just the wrong way wrong to way look, at, look at things. But how often in your line of work do you get asked the sort of question, so what's the ROI I'm going to get on coaching then? Do you know what, Andy? <laughs> I am going to give you a really honest answer on that. When we first started four and a half years ago, that question was in probably every conversation. Right. Not now. Yeah. It's it's piped down. And um, is that because not... you're established, right? So you've got a history and and some and some case studies, right? Yeah, or is it because it. the mindset thing in 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 general has changed? So I come back to that that opening right engagement where it is pandemic having done what it's done exposing mm -hmm. us more to digital stuff more humanity more time for reflection all these things is this just a perfect storm for you or is it something it is. else I, I think it is that i think i think um i i don't know whether it's because we're established now and, and we have case studies and we have testimonials and we have facts and figures people are asking us less i think I think it's engagement and the the words that we're sending out, the messages, it's becoming, it's a no-brainer. And actually, how do you measure sometimes? How do you measure some of this? But then, you know, equally, we can support with case studies and testimonials. But we say to, we, you know, I've said it twice this year at conferences, both of our conferences, a culture of trust builds high performance, not the other way around. Yeah. Now, for us, a coaching culture is all about trust. It's all about honesty. It's all about feedback, and it all builds performance. Whereas if you just go for the numbers, you may lead to burnout. You may lead to stress. You may you will not you will, may lose your best staff. You may lose your talent. Um, it's about building the right cultural foundations, and engagement is absolutely at the heart of that to then build a performance. And I was on a, um, a live show the other day with a fabulous guy and he's actually in an organization. And he told me that uh, building um, their culture had added 6 million, he quoted to their bottom line. They're a huge organization. Mm. And he said, um, and it hasn't been, we've all just focused on the numbers. We focus on our culture. He said, and we absolutely have got our own ROI and we have to continue focusing on the culture. So I think it's actually lots of, I don't think it's about us. I think it's about the messages. I think it's about the world has woken up to, we have to do this now. We have to do this now. This will this will drive our performance. Yeah, look, I, I, you are preaching to the choir uh, on this one, Joe. I mean, this is where we we have a massive affinity, I think, in where, in where yeah. we come from on this. Yes. I, I, think, I think it's inevitable that things have to move in this direction. Yeah. Uh, even if you were good at it before, the the need to re-engage and reassess and take stock of, of where your people are and what they really need to perform going forwards is applicable to everybody. Absolutely applicable to everybody right now. Absolutely. And I, I shared at our conference recently um 
I did the first introduction introductory talk and I talked about the vision of the future and what the world of work is going to like and actually our obligation to our children actually this isn't just about here today and tomorrow our employees this is about the future this is about this is about creating a, a, a future that you want your kids to be proud of that we've had a part to play in and and Um, Accenture did a fabulous study of 9,000 people in March 2021, and they found three, and we know this already, three key um, factors that are going to make a difference to the world of work. One is hybrid working. So stop everybody just being forced to go to the office or just being working from home. Let's do both. Two, digital fluency. So we need to be able to not only um, use digital tools, we need to be fluent in, in that because we need technology to enable that said hybrid working and the way of the world now and three was leading with humanity and you know what we were doing we were doing that before the lights of this study and I think coaching culture we recognized it before it kind of happened the pandemic has kind of accelerated it yeah look it never ceases to amaze me and thrill me and upset me at the same time when I'm I don't know when I'm doing leadership development yep. stuff, right? And and yep. we, you 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 dig into the Lencioni triangle and you start at the yep. very bottom and you start talking about trust ahead of results, okay? Yep. And bearing in mind, I'm normally in front of operators. It's it you can hear the pennies crashing onto the floor, right? Of oh right, so this trust thing happens and then you're not afraid of conflict and blah 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 up the triangle and yet you think about the age range of of the people that i'm in front of doing this stuff you have people in there saying why did no one explain this to me 15 20 years ago i feel like i've wasted 15 20 years of my working career doing the wrong things and having no effect right i mean that's sad how sad is that I can give a, a very personal example of that. My husband, um, who, you know, was a leader um, uh, of, for many years, and he went on a leadership development program, um, and it changed his life. And 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 it changed his life because he suddenly recognised it was about the transformational conversations and the building of the trust and the honesty about who are you really? No, who are you? I know you've got two kids and this, that, and the other, but actually, what makes you who you are? And those transformational. And I saw him physically change I mean literally change um I saw him get quite emotional because of the conversations he was now unearthing Mm. and um and he went on to change his style of leadership and his results went through the roof with 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 people he didn't think had been stuck in them kind of the certain way and the results went through the roof and and I saw it in front of my eyes it was fabulous to see and obviously, I experience that on a large scale now. With um, and we do as part of our coaching work, we have something in workshops called com- transformational conversations because it's those conversations that build trust, that make the difference, that build performance. So I agree. You are so right. People have been wasting too long focusing on the wrong thing. It's time. To- and I talk to people now about connecting the dots between performance management and everyday coaching conversations. Don't go and think about performance management as something. Else, well, it, it's it's everyday coaching conversations will manage your performance. Yeah, it's an outcome of those conversations. It absolutely right? is. It's, absolutely it's a, is. Uh, the results for me are always about having an outcome. It's not ignoring results, right? It's not saying oh, oh, no. the results will just happen. No, well, the spade work comes underneath, and but the results are the outcome of all that spade work, right? That's 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 the way that I view it. So look, I've, 
Sorry, Joe. Go on, carry on. I was just saying, I've done a podcast recently with a fabulous guy called Casper Craven, mm. uh, author of a book called Be More Human. I grabbed right. his book. I thought, I've got to speak to you. Um, and he sent me a, book, uh, a cup on the back of it. I'm showing it to you now, Andy. And it said on the front, it says, put people first and the results will follow. It's not, I mean, it, it's not a radical statement, is it? But it's just, it's just a truism. I, th- I really truly believe that that's a truism so look if part of your message and put and excuse me for paraphrasing incorrectly but if part of your message is about giving more people exposure to coaching but also to increase the number of coaches so anyone can be be a coach in theory what makes a good coach for you Great, great question. And I don't think everybody can be a, a coach. I, I think everybody can have a, a coaching conversation. I right. think I think there's a difference there. Um, I use an, a bit of analogy about coaching because I don't expect everybody to be um, a professional accredited coach. Um, but I do expect everybody to be able to have a good quality coaching conversation. Um, and, and I say it's a bit like a chef, you know, we're not all professional chefs, but we can probably all cook to a level. It's kind of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we don't need everybody being a professional chef. We just need everybody to be able to have at some level of. So what makes a good coach? Great, really great question. It depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about somebody who's externally accredited, that's one level of what should good look like there. If you're talking about a leader and a manager, what does good look like there? Um, but I certainly think the ability to build rapport um, and connect and trust and we've got we've created our own coaching model and it's actually called the trust coaching model because we believe all of it is underpinned by trust and it's the ability to build trust Um, we should stick that in the show notes right we should we should make sure that there's a graphical representation of that model in in the show notes people can get a hold of that um yeah and and start to move forward i think i think this is the thing We're, we're getting to the point in the show where ridiculously already we have to try and summarise where, we, where we've got to. I, I don't really want to. I would like to continue, <laughs> but people have jobs to do. And so my summary part of the show is called Sticky Notes, Joe. Yep. Right? Yep. So this is where I ask you to consolidate the four and a half years of coaching knowledge that you've got into three post-it notes that people yep. can then take away and start really affecting this stuff positively when they get back. So yep. if you were to offer... Three bits of advice yep. for people thinking about this whole topic of, of coaching yep. in business. What would your three sticky notes be? I'm going to do a shameless plug, but it will help. The first would be to join our community, our coaching culture wow. community. Wow, you, you went there. I mean, that's brazen. That's absolutely brazen. But I applaud it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say it, Andy, is because there's so much fabulous free resources in there. Yeah to so it's a shameless plug but it's a shameless plug with a heart really because it actually does give people loads of insight and helpful and it built it supports people in this community to talk to each other and connect so do you know what i would say do that number one because there's so much resources in there particularly our coaching culture framework which shows people how to go about building a coaching culture i'd then say so once they join the community and they get all our fabulous resources we'll put all the links in the show notes joe don't you worry it's all going to happen I love the brazen, brazen Joe. Um, I would say um, identify where you are in your organizational strategy. So it depends what role you're in um, as to where your level of, I suppose, impact at that time or, or whether you're the decision maker or not. But, you know, 
I will use the phrase that has been given to me, which I absolutely love, start small and go everywhere. So really start to help people know what coaching is and have those start to have some level of coaching conversations through a capability build. I think that's important to help people raise awareness on what good coaching looks like. And then I'd go with stick with it. So get it on the board's agenda. Make sure you're getting them focusing on making a difference through the power of coaching. So stick with it. This is not going to this is not going to change with the click of a finger. This is a this is a a slow but powerful burn. Stick with it because you will start to see the results. Build that culture of trust and the results will definitely come. So stick with it. There's three. I think that stick with it message is is so right because yeah. it's another aspect of culture change that we're talking yes. about here. To overcoin a phrase, there is no silver bullet when it comes to culture. And I know that scares the hell out of loads of people who are even starting culture projects. But the benefits outweigh the fear, right? And so you have to be almost relentless in your pursuit to keep these things going. So I think stick with it is a brilliant, brilliant message because it's it's not an overnight fix. It it will take time. Do you know what? I often say there is a silver bullet because everyone says there isn't what I always say coaching conversations are the silver bullet because actually you do that. They are. the. They're, but they're not a one-off, they are. are they, mate? They're, but they're not, not a one-off. They're, they're not a one-off. No. It's not a one-off no. conversation. So I, no. I, yeah, I get, I get the, the idea that there, there is a solution and it's coaching because I, yeah. I agree with that. But it's not a one-off event, is no. it? It's, it's not a, at it's, all. It's a it's build. It's an absolute build. Well, I can't believe that I've already run out of time after battling so hard to get you on, on the show and it's finished and, and we're out of time. Joe, what's next for coaching culture? What's on the horizon? Oh, wow. Brace yourselves. Here we go. Brace yourselves. <laughs> More links in the know, show notes. Do you know what? We've just, oh, what's next? We've got um, a huge plan. Um Global domination is in there somewhere, but you know what? There's so much coming down the line. Um, we've just we've just launched um, our new platform, which includes a p- performance management tool because of the everyday coaching conversations. We've, we're really becoming that one-stop shop for coaching solutions. So watch next is just watch us, just watch us grow. Um, we're only getting more serious about this. So brace yourselves. All right, well, look, I- this is not meant to sound as patronizing as it's going to be. As somebody who's known you for a long time, I couldn't be happier and more proud of you in Thank terms you. of what you're doing. I, I love the message. I love the enthusiasm. And um, yeah, look, more power to you, Joe. Just brilliant. And thank you so much for your time today. I know you're so busy. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. I've loved every second. Bless you. Okay, everyone. Well, that was Joe Wright. So if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Joe, or coaching culture and all those links to those fabulous resources, please check out the show notes. So that concludes today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, found it interesting, and heard something maybe that will help you become a stickier, more successful business from the inside going forward. If you have, please like, comment, and subscribe. It really helps. I'm Andy Gorham, and you've been listening to the Sticky from the Inside podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.